just hello and welcome to episode 40 of the Underground Podcast, where we talk about Siege, what we like about Siege, what we don't like about Siege. I'm Chris. I'm Ryan. And we switched up the intro. Woo-wee! Now, Ryan, take us into it. Welcome to 2019. June 2019. Uh, we are so happy because we had an excellent... That really threw me off. I'm like <laughs> really <laughs> off kilter right here. We had a great uh, play day. With all of our friends in the Unrenowned server, not all of them, but those who could come. Uh, so we've probably had like 20 people cycling in and out mm-hmm. over the night, which was awesome. Like, that was so fun. Yeah. We, um, as soon as it started, we had more than enough people to start a five-on-five match yep. and to play just all night long, five-on-five on, five on whatever map we wanted, however we wanted to play. It was great. Yeah, it was great. It was super, super fun. Thanks to everybody who showed up. Um, any specific highlights you want to... Yeah, I was able to, so my, my goal when we started, Ryan and I were on opposite teams, and I told my team, I said, guys, this is what we're doing this round, okay? I'm going to pick Jackal. Once we're on attack, you guys just drone out and find out who Ryan is. We're just going to scan him over and over and over again. Never got to actually do it. I, I had him one time. He was We were playing Oregon, top floor. They were playing top floor. And on that room that's like the balcony that's on the outside, you have the outside balcony of the room with the, the bed or whatever. Ryan has this like angle that if you hit the wall with an impact and then you go <laughs> into that side room, you can get like a really good angle on it. I knew that's what he was doing. I knew he was in there, but I knew he would already be in the other room. So I'd scanned him once. Now I was waiting and I was like, oh, I'll just peek at one time. Of course I peeked it. He killed me. I was like, I shouldn't have peeked it. Instantly. Yeah, instant kill. <laughs> I was like, I shouldn't have peeked. I should have waited. Just kept scanning him, piss him off. I like, I baited him with the track. And then, like, as soon as he poked his head out, I killed him. And then I just typed in the chat. Wrecked. Wrecked. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, dang it, guys, I ruined that one. And then the last time, I I ended up getting a kill on him at the very end of the round. I scanned three other people, finally scanned him, but never got to actually scan him over and over and over again. Just avoiding that was, like, the highlight of the night for me. <laughs> I yeah. Jackal. I stopped doing it after the first, the first match, but. I hate Jackal. That was the goal. Um, Let's see what else. We also, we were banned from playing on the same team. Like, we were banned from playing on the same team. <laughs> which was funny because, like, your team, I think, won all but one game. Like, so we had always been on opposite teams coming up to that point. And I think you guys had won, like, three games and my team won one game. We were randomizing teams every time. Mm-hmm. The one that Ryan's team won, I had an AFK teammate. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, and then, like, we randomized and we ended up on the same team. And we, like, did we win 4 yeah, zero, we four or 4-1? Four yeah. 4-0. But, like, the thing was that we weren't even doing that well. Like, I don't think I had any kills that round, or maybe, like, one or two or something. Uh, so, like, you were probably doing well, but... I I, didn't, I, I, I think uh, Everplight actually round, carried the team. Great. Yeah, like, you were carrying, like, all the rounds previous to that before we were together. But then, like, on that specific round, like, I didn't feel like we didn't do that great. And then everybody's like, no, you guys can't play together. It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> we were, like, trying to make the case. Like, it's fine. We didn't even... It was fine. But the best thing about those play days is some, like we play well and convince everybody we're actually good at Siege. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not true. Um, to give someone a shout out, so we were playing with Pasta6. Is that what their name was? Yeah. Pasta6. Really good mute player, by the way. Like, mm. impressively good, where, like, to the point where it was always, they were always playing mute, like, enough to, like, make me, like, okay, this is annoying. Like, I'm sick of playing against mute all the time. The mute jammers were always in the right spots where they were blocking Habana pellets. Anyway, we we're playing Outback. Um, and we're attacking like the games room. And so I'm, I'm going up like those one stairs where it's like you go up the stairs and there's, there's the door and then right across from it, there's a window and everyone always peeks the window to try to get people attacking that door that people always attack when you're attacking games room. Mm-hmm. So I was attacking that door and I was like kind of wary of the window and mute was like right there, like shooting at me and we're like fighting for a bit. 
and the mute kind of disappears. And I thought they went like just to the corner, like right to the left of the door, hiding in the corner. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just shoot like Habana pellets on that wall. It's a, it's a hard breachable wall. I'll shoot Habana pellets and set them off. And they're going to start shooting the Habana pellets and then I'll shoot them. So I did that and then shoot the Habana pellets. I was like, okay, maybe nobody's there. And so like I peeked the corner, I still checked it and they were there. I ended up killing, killing them. But I was like, okay, that was really smart. Like don't shoot the Habana pellets when you know, like I'm right there waiting for you to do that. So yeah. It was a really good play to not shoot the Habana pellets that like you just want to shoot. Right. Mm. Anyway, it was an impressive play. I was like, okay, that was good. That's awesome. That was really well played. I also had a really good blitz round. Do you remember this? Yeah, I I remember very clearly. Everybody was like, Ryan's <laughs> playing Blitz? It's like, they have a Blitz, that's oh, Ryan. Yeah, of course it is. Uh, so it was really great because Blitz just worked every round that I used him this time, which I only used him probably three or four times, but just the fact that I didn't get shot through my shield like made it fun. Yeah. But uh, we had this, we were playing on Outback. I think we were down like either 2-0 or 3-0, so it was not going well. And then I was like, all right, team, we just got to rush him. Everybody's like, okay, okay, yeah, we're going to rush. And so like, I chose Blitz to go in, and I came, I came in with, like, a shield fuse, I think. Was it shield fuse or Monty? I think it was a shield fuse. So, like, two shields are running together, and, like, you guys were on the top floor. We just came from that, is it the south side? What map? On uh, Outback. It's Outback, okay, yeah. We came from, like, dorms, right? Sure, yes. Um, so we came in there, like, I just rushed in. No, no, I hotel. actually went. It was by the hotel. Because it, it was that door downstairs, and there's, like, the stairs right next to it that go right, right. up to the bathroom and games room or whatever yeah, is that called hotel yeah i think that's the like the motel part of it okay um anyway so we're over there and so like i think my shield fuse is pushing that that like very back window at just at the top of those exterior stairs and so i went around to bathroom and i just kind of like snuck my way in and got into the bunks real quick so then i could like help him kill the guy that he was fighting with over there and then we pushed out into like the main hall and got into the objective and uh somebody came up the stairs at us i think some valkyrie or something and, like, I, I saw her coming, and so the shield fuse went to, like, meet her at the stairs, and I jumped down behind her and, like, followed her up the stairs and killed her. And then it was got down to one-on-one, and yeah, it was me, me and you. Chris, and you're playing Doc. <laughs> like, I had planted the bomb, and uh, you came up those same exact stairs, those back stairs that have, like, the turn. And so I did the same thing. Oh, no, 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 I waited no, for you. No, you did do the same thing. Like, didn't you I flash you up. first, right? No, that time, you didn't flash me yet. Okay, so, so I went, I jumped over the balcony to follow him up the stairs, and then you did, I did the, the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. And so, like, he, like I, just as I came up to the top, he was jumping over the balcony. So then I came back to the top of the stairs and, like, flashed him. And, like, I got a couple shots on him, but, like, not enough. And, and so then, like, I went around again and jumped down, and you, like, went back up. And so we were just, like, playing, like, re-around the road <laughs> on the stairs. And then, like, we met again at the top of the stairs, and I flashed you and just, like, pushed into you. And, like, I think I was able to spray you down. But, yeah. like, it was, like, so epic. It was just, like, this one-on-one with the bomb going down, and we are just, like, running, running circles around, around the, the stairs. stairs. I'm, like, screaming in my mic. I'm, like, somebody help me. Where is he? I can't see anything. <laughs> I'm blind half the time, just spraying bullets and mailing. It, yeah. it was bad. It was really it was funny. funny. Did you um, clip that on your side? I didn't, but I can. I'll go back and clip it. Can you? Yeah, you can go back on Twitch now. It was, mm-hmm. it's, at least for me, I don't, you maybe have to set a setting or something, but it'll okay, save but all you your can, videos and you can go back and create highlights. Good, because I, I clipped my part and it'd be funny to have that side by side. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that was that was really fun. It was a really, really fun night. So we'll fun. do that again soon, and we hope to have all you guys that can come and join us. And here's the hopes that Ubisoft will edit the custom games and make it so you can just have more freedom with them. Yes. At the very least, I want them to be able to have, like, a... Like, if you're only going to let 10 people play, let us play 1 versus 9 so we can do, like, a Cav Hunter thing. Like, yeah. 
you can have so many fun game modes. Oh, think Sledge. If Sledge could run faster than everybody else and he could, like, he just has to hit people with the sledgehammer. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Just do, like, a uh, Freddy Krueger thing yes, or something. Yes, exactly. It'd be so fun. Yeah. So. Custom games in Siege could be a thing. They really could. Like, the community's so huge, too. Like, if they just had a custom games browser and stuff, like, oh, that'd be so fun. Yeah. Um, <coughs> anyway, it was a good time. So, uh, thanks, everybody, again, for, for playing. It was a lot of fun. Most fun. Uh, and we'll make sure to make some clips for that and share those around. Um, okay, so this week, there's not really much going on in the old Siege world because we are just ahead of a uh, season release. Mm-hmm. Um, the game is currently $10. Oh, really? It is $10 right now until June 17th or something for the E3 like weekend and stuff. Wow. I can't imagine anybody listening to this doesn't already own Siege, but nope. if you have friends that are like curious about Siege, this is probably a good time to try to sell them on it, or if you want to get it on a second platform yeah, or something. exactly. That was a good time. Do that. Uh, do you have it on Xbox yet? No. You should do that. I might buy it. We should. You should do that, and then we should just get like Diamond on Xbox. <laughs> we could. But speaking of, I am Diamond in Rocket League on Xbox. Oh, I'm so mad. Diamond 2. I am Diamond 2. Good job. Uh, it feels good. It's actually Rocket League's harder on Xbox because the frames are lower and there's a lot mm. more like going through the menus for some reason is like it's hard for the game to go through the menus. <laughs> I don't know why, but it like it freezes up on the menus. Like, why am I freezing on menus? That's weird. But anyway, uh, back to Siege. So, again, there's not much going on, but there are a few things we want to talk about. So one is um, this top issues and community concerns post, which like is back from the middle of may but we completely missed this somehow yeah um so we'll talk about that real quick and then you wanted to talk about this reddit post with the operator breakdown thing what do they call this thing tactical reference sheet yes um so we'll talk about that and then we're gonna do operator spotlights which we haven't done in a really long time uh should we say who or should we keep it a surprise let's keep it a surprise surprise all right it's gonna be an attacker and a defender and that will be coming up right after those two things. So one rhymes with just kidding. <laughs> one rhymes with lost. <laughs> That's not true. We're not doing frost. Oh, <laughs> I consider doing frost. I couldn't actually think of who it was. I was one like, rhymes with lost. <laughs> uh, I was gonna joke and be like, one one rhymes with cackbeard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this top issues and community concerns post. So Rainbow or sorry, Ubisoft. Uh, made this like post on the actual website where they were talking about what the top issues are right now and what their plans are for these kinds of things. And it was kind of cool just to see them like address things like very transparently. Right. Um, so there's not much here that we didn't already know about. They're, they're talking about the clash exploit, exploit, deployable shield, exploit, IQ exploit. Um, but there's some other things on here that I hadn't seen them mentioned before. Um, so one of those is the leaning death cam replay, which is basically like sometimes the kill cam doesn't accurately show like how you were leaning or whatever. And so that can make it seem like, you know, that you got cheated somehow by the game or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Vaulting onto black mirrors. So this is a thing that's actually like part of the meta basically where you like, you can set up a reinforcement just right to like help you vault over a black mirror and like make a weird thing. And so they're saying like, that's basically not intended and that's going to be fixed. Yeah. There's, Vaulting on the purple tar- tarps of coastline. Yeah. That's been something that they've been doing in Pro League. They've been getting on the purple tarps of coastline, and they don't like that. Yeah. Which is good, because, like, it looks stupid for the game, right? Because you're clearly not intended to get there. Mm-hmm. And, like, when you're walking on the purple tarps, like, your model clips through it and everything. Like, it doesn't look good. And so, like, 
you don't want that happening on your biggest stage of the game that you're showing off to the world, right? Yeah. Um, so that's good. Deploying gadgets on Prisma, so the old evil eye on Alibi's Prisma butt <laughs> will, yep. will apparently be fixed at some point. Uh, sound bugs, muffled and missing sounds, various sound issues primarily on console. So they're looking at this. And they also, for most of these, they have like a, a target date for the fix. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these are like year four, season two, um, basically like coming as soon as this next season comes out. Um, so this is really cool. Uh, and then they have some top of gameplay topics. So this is cool. The smoke gas canister propagation. Uh, or no, wait, that's not the one I'm thinking of. Uh, so that's just they're going to they're going to fix how the gas propagates or whatever. But more interesting is down below in the top balancing topics, they talk about smoke and how they want to adjust the damage curve for the smoke gas smokes gas canisters uh, to move smoke further towards an area denial roll. So they said looking to change the damage curve from plateauing over time to ramping up over time. So later in the smoke, it will do more damage than it did mm-hmm. at the start of the smoke. What do you think about that? It Good change. Yeah, it definitely makes them stronger. Yeah. My only concern is like, it, it, it could be unclear to the players, like why they're taking a lot of damage suddenly from the smoke, you know, like, let's say you round a corner and there's smoke already there and you walk in and you take 30 damage instantly. Like you'd be like, wait, what? Like what just happened? So it's the longer you're in it, the is more it starts to do. It? Okay. Yeah. So, it, and it avoids incurred a lot. It'll encourage players to avoid waiting the gas for too long. Okay. Well, so, so ramping yeah, up that's what over they mean, time. That sounds better. If it, if it's the, if it's based on the time that the enemy is in the smoke, that seems to make more sense as opposed to, this, the damage the smoke is doing just increases over time. Yeah, I think it's just I think it's just the longer you're in it, the more it does to you. Okay, well, I like that. Well, although I don't really know of anybody who just sits in smoke, so does that make any sense? Yeah, I don't think it does happen often because it, I don't know how much damage it does, but it does significantly enough for me to not want to be in it. Right, it doesn't do that much, but you don't want to sit in it. Like it's mm-hmm. it's little enough that you can sort of just run through the cloud and not you really can. worry about it too Correct. much. Uh, maybe you'll take like thirty damage for like going all the way Sprinting through or through something. It. But you certainly wouldn't want to just sit in it. No. So I don't know. Maybe at a higher level, people are are understanding that damage curve better, or like less afraid to. Yeah. To sit there. Um. Yeah. Another thing was the shield first and third person mismatch when rotating. So basically, fixing getting shot through your shield. Um. Their target says during year four season two. A majority of the work is complete, but we're taking additional time for testing. So it sounds like they think it's done. They want to make sure it's all good before they put it out there. And I think we've seen it before, right? In the last test server before this last season. They put it out for a second and they And then it like it broke something else. Yeah, they took it back. So they took it back. But so, I mean, that's good. That that cannot come soon enough because seriously, it's so frustrating playing shield players. Yeah. Um, One of the things that I think, like, they're missing some things on here. First of all, namely... Uh, debris sticking in barricades. Yeah, that is a is super high. Probably one of the shoot. largest player concerns. I agree in the game right now. So this is cool. I like. I, I just like this transparency. I like that they have like estimates for when this is coming. I think it just helps everybody feel heard. Yeah, it does. So they need I to make sure that. they're updating it though. Like they should have something like this, and it should just be updated all the time. This I feel like it should happen at least twice a season. Yeah. Um. It was this was last updated. I guess two weeks ago, a little over two weeks ago. So. It's not awful, but if it's updated every couple months, I think every month, I think it's a good target too. Yeah. 
just keep us updated on the things that you know that you are aware that things are fixed right or need to be fixed um also just in your opinion would you say the game is broken right now absolutely not thank you that's it <laughs> just Who's saying someone that? said something about a broken game on the subreddit <laughs> got a bunch of upvotes and i'm like it's not broken like broken is like literally unplayable the game is not broken by any means I guess I guess the one thing I would say is like with the clash, the IQ and the deployable shield exploit all being in at the same time before they had addressed that at all, mm-hmm. that does feel like a little bit of a broken game yeah, where it's like you're... I don't even want to play this. Yeah. Um I mean I didn't actually play it very much during that time frame, so I can't really say how prevalent that was, but it sounded like it was a big deal just based on what people were saying. Yeah. Um but this was this was just a few days ago that someone said this. So those What's funny is people are like complaining. So I was playing a couple of matches and people were like, oh, it's because I don't have Claymores. And I was like, you know, we didn't used to have Claymores like a long time ago. Right. There were no Claymores. Yeah. It was fine. Like, I'm not saying Claymores are bad. Like, Claymores are a great thing to have in Siege, but like. I mean, yeah, Claymores were like a year and a half into the game. Yeah. Before that even happened. So. But it's like the game was fine without the Claymores. It's not like all of a sudden this operator that we got four months ago, you can't use and you can't use this gadget that the game didn't have for a year and a half. Yeah. I mean, deployable shields don't work most of the time anyway for what they want them to do. So it's like your three things that are missing aren't really that big of a deal. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, I think they handled it fairly well. They could have handled it a little bit quicker, probably. Yeah, but I think overall they handled it well, and like it's getting fixed. I'm just not worried about it. Just you know, whatever, get over it. Anyway, okay. So tell us about this uh, tactical. What is it called again? Tactical reference sheet. Well, it's tactical reference sheet. So it's just interesting. It's a it's a huge it's in the show notes. And you just have to look at it. But really it's it shows every single operator. It highlights ones that are um recommended for new players because of their ease of use, which is just stock and rook on defense and only Twitch, Sledge and Ash on offense. Mm-hmm. Which I think there could be a couple more that are recommended for new players. Um but then it shows like a it's like a hexagon chart thing where it shows like what they do and what they're supposed to be doing. Like if they're a fragger, if they're a hard breacher, kind yeah, of where they so, are. So just want to know, like this, this came from just like members of the community. This was just a post right. on Reddit. Um, so it's not like official information or anything, but it it is cool. It is cool. The The thing that I'll say about, like, I wouldn't say it's like a, extremely helpful, but the thing that I'll say about it is someone took tons of time to make this. Like, mm-hmm this was not something just thrown together. Like this is very pretty well thought out, but just the design of it's really nice. Yeah. This took a lot of time. This definitely was some hard work, which is cool. Um, so yeah, so they have each operator and they have like a, what's called a radar chart. If you're familiar with that is it's where it's basically like a, so it's the shape of a hexagon is broken into six, um, triangles. And then there's like a shaded area that represents how strong the person is in that triangle. So, for example, for attackers, the six categories are hard breaching, intel and counter intel, support, soft breaching, anti-roaming, and entry fragging. And so those would be the six points on the hexagon. And then there's like an area that fills out like how good is this person at soft breaching? How good are they at uh, entry fragging? And so you can sort of see a visual representation of like where that operator's strength is and how strong it is relative to other operators. Yeah. And then on defense, the the points are anchor, intel, counter intel, area denial, utility denial, roamer, and trapper. But you should you should look at this. Like if it sounds interesting to you, like this is something you kind of have to see. It's hard just to talk about it. 
Um, I will say, so here's my gripes with it. One, uh, while it is well designed, they made some poor choices on like the font colors because it's like a very yeah, it's like a neutral gray on like this sort of siege bluish gray color. So you like it's really hard to read it, and also like the f- the text is like really really tiny. Yeah. Um. Also, they used abbreviations for all of the the categories on every single hexagon, and so like it's and it's hard to see the the abbreviations at the same time that you're seeing the definitions. So it's like it's kind of hard to read. Um. And then the other thing is like, where did this data come from? This is basically just like people's subjective measurement of how yeah, good. This is one person's idea of how good people right, are. Of how these. good Zofia is at, at entry fighting. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm, I disagree with that. You know, like I completely disagree yeah. with that. And you have no data to back up your, your claim uh, that this is how good this person is at that thing. So, yeah, I'm not like trying to poop on or whatever. I'm just saying like, great job on like doing this. Like this is a really cool. And I can tell it took a lot of time. Like this is a cool thing to contribute to the community. However, like I wouldn't take this as gospel. I agree. So cool contribution. Uh, do you know who did that? I don't, we don't have the name right now, but we'll link to the Reddit post in the show notes. If you want to check it out. Uh, okay. So should we hop into some spotlights? Let's do it. All right, attacker, defender first. Defender. That's me. So I am going to talk about the one and only greatest defender who ever was created, who actually wasn't created. He just always was. He was at the beginning, for he was Lord Tachanka. So let's talk about Tachanka. Tachank. Tachank. So. Tachanka. Okay, Tachanka, we all know that he's so broken. Um, and it's just so sad because I really love Tachanka. Like, from the first time that they announced him, so he, he wasn't in the original closed beta because they had a limited operator set, mm-hmm. but he was in the technical test that happened. Uh, a few weeks after that. And so like he was sort of a new operator introduced and everybody was excited about him. I just remember like when he was first explained, like how cool I thought it was going to be. And it was just almost immediately was a disappointment. Oh yeah. Um, and back then he didn't have uh, a shield. shield and the placement was way harder. Very difficult. Like I have a, an old clip of that. It's probably on my YouTube channel, I think, but I just have this old clip of trying to place it somewhere. And like, it take me, it took me so long and I was getting so frustrated and I finally got it down, and then I like instantly got headshotted because they had rushed in, and I was like so mad. Um, but yeah, instant disappointment. He's gotten better since then. It's like it's a lot easier to place his turret now. It's still not great, but it's at least doable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course the shield makes him like at least not laughable. You know, he's I wouldn't say he's viable, but at least it's like you might get some kills with that uh, if you place it right or whatever. Um. But maybe the first thing we should do is talk about some ideas of how to fix Tachanka, because that's what people are going to want to hear, right? If we're talking about Tachanka. Yes. That is, that, I mean, 
everyone has their ideas on how to fix Tachanka. Right. There's a million ideas out there. So we took it just a few minutes just sort of brainstorming some stuff. And so, like, I'm not necessarily saying, like, do this with Tachanka, but, like, here's just some ideas and, like, mull over this, guys, and think about what you think about it. And if you love it, like, go post on the subreddit or something. <laughs> like, and, 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 and this is really, we're engaging the PP here, okay? Yeah, we are trying we're to trying. get Tachanka fixed. So we figured engage the PP now, get it done, and maybe we'll see something in... What's the timeline? Like sometimes it's a couple days, other times it's months. Yeah, yeah, I'd say the PP operates between like a week and like a season. So yeah, that seems to be the PP operation, uh, effective operating uh, range. range. And we have no way to change that. We don't really control it. No, oh, well, you don't have access to like the sliders and the knobs and stuff. It's we just have mm-hmm. the activate or deactivate. So correct. Um. So, okay, so just some random ideas we had. Uh, so, let's, I'm going to start with the worst ones and get to the best. Okay. Um, so, one, this is not really our idea. A lot of people have said this, but, like, just making the turret automated. You know, kind of like the sentry guns on, like, Modern Warfare 2 and 3 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you would have to, like, nerf it quite a bit so it doesn't do so much damage. But, like, if you just had this automated thing that would just respond to enemy motion or something, and maybe, like, if they were moving slow enough, it wouldn't see them. Or so, like, obviously give them ways to counter it. And then maybe he gets two of those or something. Yeah. Um, I think that's, like, something that's sort of feasible and sort of fits in with a lot of the other gadgets the Siege has. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's as interesting as being on a turret. Like, I think that's a really cool idea. I don't, what are your thoughts on automated turrets? My only problem with it is, like, in Siege... So, in Call of Duty, you have the sentry guns. It's like you die by that thing maybe two times if it's in a good spot. It mm. gets a couple of kills. Yeah. Where it's like not a huge deal. You're going to respawn, right? Like you don't ever get those in search and destroy. Just it really never happens. Right. Um, In Siege, dying by something like that that's not manned by anyone is just like seems more unfair. Mm-hmm. And it's actually sh- like it's actively shooting at you, right? Like it's not like someone's controlling it. It's not like a Capcom trap that's sitting there and you walk into it or a Frost trap. It's actively like looking at you and then starting to shoot at you. Sure. With no one there. So that's my only problem with that. It's definitely different in that way. But I mean, at the same time, we've had a lot of gadgets come in that were very different from anything we'd seen before, you mm-hmm. know? And like, I don't know. It's not my favorite idea. Okay. Thermal vision. What if you just gave him thermal vision on it? So it was a little bit easier to see people. You could see through smoke. Um, Can you see through walls with this? No. No. That'd be crazy, right? Yeah, sure. But maybe if you, you know, if you put a few holes in the wall ahead mm. of time, so you put it on like a, a hallway or something, just put a few holes in it so you can just see people running past. And then once you start trying to shred them with that turret, it's going to be pretty easy to open big enough holes that you'll find them again. So True. that that could work. Like, I, I don't know. Thermal vision sounds like a good way to like um, just just give them like a little bit of a boost. Something. There. Yeah. Just that extra like extra second of catching people, like seeing somebody quickly or whatever. Um, what if it had a motion sensor attached to it? Halo style motion sensor. So Halo style, and this would just be on the shield, like on the HUD of the yeah, shield? Yeah, I think so. Just like somewhere on the turret where you, like, you have to be on the turret to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's limited range, you know, maybe like 10 meters or something. And uh, it only responds to motion, like only rapid motion. So if you're like crouch walking or, or shift walking or whatever, it wouldn't, you wouldn't appear. Good. I think that's I think that's good because it gives you a way to counter it, and then it gives him something else, right? Like it gives him some sort something of something unique. Yeah. 
just say that he had a collaboration with Pulse and you know yeah, they, they worked together. Um, what if like okay, I just had this idea. What if there was some sort of like remote, like signal thing that he put up also? So like he puts the turret down, okay, and then he has like like two or three little like motion sensors that he puts out somewhere and then like yeah. it, it can like it can respond to those things or something you know like i don't know but like so like let's say it's an automated turret but he has to like set it up somehow so like you put the turret down and then you put like a motion sensor somewhere and it can respond to if if there's motion there it'll like turn and fire at that direction or something yeah, that I'm trying to think of what other things you can do with that. Like, you put the turret down, then you put something else down somewhere. And like, well, so like, what if you could even mount the turret like on a ceiling or something? So like, it's not, it's and not then just like on in it. the path. Oh, so hanging upside down. Mm, what if it's a remote activated turret? What do you mean? L- like, like uh, an echo drone. Like an echo drone. So once it hits the ceiling, it's invisible. No. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Somebody's probably had this idea already, but like, this would be cool. Like, so he. He can like mount it up onto a ceiling and then it has like a limited range of motion or whatever. And then he can get on it from a camera and shoot at people. So it's a, it's an evil eye. Yeah. I think that's interesting. Cause then it changes. It can, then it would be the thing is though. I like mechanical gadgets. Like I like the fact that his gadget is mechanical and it has nothing to do with electricity. Yeah, me too. But it would be interesting if you could have like, there's a spot on it that Twitch can hit it. And then Thatcher obviously would disable it for 20 seconds, even mm-hmm. 25 seconds. But yeah, no, that'd be cool if, like, so that it'd be like a basic camera, no, mm-hmm. like, no infrared or whatever, uh, limited ammo, so it doesn't reload. You know, maybe you get 150 bullets or something, and that's it, or like something else. Like, I like I was just trying to brainstorm of like, there's some sort of like signal things he puts up somewhere, and it somehow reacts to those, or I don't know, whatever. But I do, I like yeah. what you're saying that it's cool that uh, that his gadget is mechanical. We don't have enough of those. Uh, another idea we had was um, what if it could shoot through hard walls? Reinforcements. So I think this one's interesting. The The problem I have with this one is right now there's a rule in Siege. A reinforced wall is safe. Like Other than a hard breach, which you can hear coming through with either Habana or Thermite or like Maverick. Maverick's Torch, there's nothing. You can't shoot through a reinforced wall. Like you're behind it and you're safe. Okay, That's true. The only thing that that does is breaks that rule. Like Now you can shoot bullets through a reinforced wall yeah i mean maverick's pretty sneaky and he's like he's undone that a little bit Mm -hmm. but it is different like i get what you're saying yeah um to like literally like you're outside the chalet garage and you're coming up getting ready to breach and all of a sudden to chunk a bullets just start flying through there like that sounds now that i didn't even think about it there either i didn't think about it there the only place i was thinking about it honestly was bank basement and shooting through like the reinforced walls like going to server room yeah i was thinking about it more inside too but now i'm thinking but now about I'm like, thinking garage doors garage doors that yeah, seems what? crazy that that's a huge denial you mirror to chunkira you just put a mirror window you don't even need to break the mirror window right you just shoot any thermite that starts coming close we can't do that yeah that that's probably too much but hmm. yeah it's too much um Okay, but what about this one that you had? Attaching it to a reinforced wall. So sort of like a mirror window. Right now you can put a mirror window up and it kind of like breaks out the reinforcement, right? So imagine Tachanka can do the same thing. He can like bust through the reinforcement that makes a hole big enough for his turret to stick through. 
and there's no like mirror window there or anything. It's just like it's just a big hole that's big enough for his turret, and then he still has his regular uh, shield that's breakable. Um, but just being able to sort of like mount it to a reinforced wall. Now, th- th- thinking about that with like consulate garage, for example, mm-hmm. and is that too much? I mean, is it though? Because he, how much can he look up? Like, can you hit it without him? You can still frag it. Mm-hmm. And once it's fragged, that is not good for you. Right. Like, now you have an open hole in the garage wall. Right. Also, um, like, his vision, I feel like, would be pretty limited. Because mm-hmm. it's not going to make a huge hole. Uh, you can shoot that out, too. Yeah. I, like, I don't think that's too much. No, I don't think it's too much. I don't, like, love the idea. Like, I'm, I'm not like, oh, yeah, Tachanka's fixed now. Oh, no. But, um, but it's a good one. Okay. Uh, what if... The turret came with a Tachanka hologram. This is interesting. So, so you put the turret down, and if you don't get on the turret, there's a hologram of Tachanka there. Maybe it like moves a little bit or whatever, so it looks like a real person's there. Um, but that way, like you can sort of use it as a decoy, and like if they see it, they won't really know if you're on it or if mm-hmm. it's if it's just a fake. Mm-hmm. Interesting or stupid. My only problem with it now is I'm thinking like this makes it a gadget that's uh electronic electronic again right mm-hmm. and how is it like is it like an alibi where like on the bottom of it it has the hologram come out like how does the twitch drone kill it i mean i guess that's a whole another thing but i mean it could just be like so the the um handles the turret has like a big metal shield on mm-hmm. it right it could just be like per, uh what's it called projecting, projecting from behind those okay um and then maybe you know twitch can come and kill it from there and like it, it does sort of make an electronic gadget but it's still just like a mechanical thing like if you're on it it's not mm-hmm. doesn't really do anything now i know we have a game that has like invisible mines and invisible drones that attach to the ceiling and right sentient barbar yes but how unrealistic are alibi's prismas uh i wouldn't say any more so than any of that stuff yeah but we don't have anything like that like i I haven't really thought I mean, that those are super unrealistic. Have you seen the, uh, what's his name? Freak. Uh, the freaking the doctor on Voyager. Yeah. He's a hologram, <laughs> but that's the show. <laughs> no, the freaking famous rapper. What's his name? Ice um, Cube? no, not ice cube, but the same era. Uh, 50 cent, Akon, Drake. No, way older than that. Why can I not think of his name? The one that people say is still alive. He got shot. Oh, uh, B, B, B. No, it's not a B. I'm pretty sure it's a Oh, B. my gosh. I'm so white. <laughs> Why Shoot. Can't... Well, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I know who he is. I can't think of his stupid name right it now. It was him. Like, Bubba was the other guy or something. There were two guys. They were both, like, super. So, it was. The fight was with um, Big Easy. <laughs> Shoot. I don't know. I know exactly what you're talking about. Biggie. Biggie. The fight Biggie. was with Biggie. If Biggie. Tupac. 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 I'm sorry. Tupac. I'm sorry. I know who Tupac is. I just, like, it. brain fart. Okay. Tupac. There was a Tupac hologram at some concert a while ago. Really? Uh, that like was on stage and like performed a Tupac song or whatever. And so like obviously this is like very like this is very controlled environment, right? right. Like they and I think they just recorded like a performance that he'd actually done, and mm. the, they sort of just projected that. But like, but that's a thing that happened. But like it was like a projection of a person, not like on a screen. I mean, it might have been some trickery. So it was like I don't, on a I don't screen. know if I've ever seen it. Now that I think about it, but like, it's it's the Tupac hologram. You can look it up. 
I, I'm so embarrassed how long it took me yeah, to Yeah, Tubo Kyle, Kyle. I'm looking at this right now. Okay, let's look at it real quick. I mean, it looks pretty real, but I think it's definitely, I think it's on the screen for sure. It, it might be like some sort of like 3D screen or something. Yeah. But, but yes, I mean, like this is a thing. So it's, I mean, obviously we, this is not Prisma technology. Right. Apparently in January 2018, scientists figured out how to make real floating holograms. Well, there you go. We're getting there. Anyway, like, no, I don't think Alibi is any more far-fetched than okay. Invisible Drones. Sorry, I don't sure. know why we thought about that. Oh, well, because we were talking about holograms. Another interesting idea, I think, of the hologram, but still would not say this fixes Tachanka by any means. No. Um, what I do like about that idea and also the motion sensor idea and the thermal vision is that you can, like, it's very easy to come up with the lore of, like, oh, yeah, he, he in a partnership with Alibi, they figured out a way to increase Tachanka's effectiveness, you know, or, yeah. like, or Pulse or Glass or whatever, um, or Mira for the other one, too. So that, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, okay. One amazing, super smart buff that you said was, what if he just had 360-degree range of motion? Yes. Um, so turn in full circles as well as be able to look way farther up and way farther down so that you mm-hmm. could do vertical play. Yeah, like almost look at your feet. Now, when you think about this, be sure to do what I did. Stand up and act like you're on the turret and then be on the turret <laughs> and look at your feet and start shooting. <laughs> and imagine and, what that would be like. Yeah, you start feeling like you're on a jackhammer, in all honesty. But uh, I think that's definitely something that could honestly help to chunk a ton. 360 range of motion. Because the three, okay, 360 range of motion, that, like, there's no reason not to. Right? Yeah. Like, it makes sense. Right. He should be able to spin in a circle. I mean, I guess unless he's hitting a wall think, or yeah, something. Yeah, I think the harder thing there is then you end up with collision problems. Yeah, clipping into walls. Um, but, I mean, it seems like you could just you could just say, like, if there's an object in the way, you can't turn that far. But maybe that's, like, a harder thing to build than I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, so that might be a reason why. But For sure. But, like, for the looking up and down, like, you just think about, for example, Constant Garage. There's always that hole in the piano room looking down onto the garage entry. Imagine if you had Tachanka up there. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, that'd be great. Tachanka can do so much damage so quick. What if he was inside of, like, you know those uh, little soccer, what is it called? The little soccer, like, bubble things that people play soccer in. It's like a bubble, and they run around in them. Uh-huh. What if he had something like that? It was like a little ball. Or better, think about the the droids and what are they called? The droidicas? Yeah, that they spin around, and they have the shield around Star them or whatever. Wars, uh-huh. So what about you have, like, one of those, and he's in that thing, and he can just, like, <laughs> kind of has his own little ball, and he just rolls around the map. Yes. Uh, Tachanka ball hamster, or hamster, Tachanka hamster ball. Yes, put those words together in some order. Yeah. Ball hamster Tachanka. Tachanka yes. ball hamster. Tachanka's balls on a hamster. Yeah, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> All right, here's the last and best idea. This was from Chris. So, Chris, I, I uh, honor you for this. Thank you. Um, alternate fire modes for the turret so he could alternate to shooting gas grenades mm-hmm. or concussion grenades and obviously they'd be limited right maybe two gas grenades or something but like how great would that be if he just had smoke canisters that he could uh, and I'm not, not necessarily gas but it could just be smoke right yep. uh, he can just they're coming from a certain hallway he shoots out a smoke canister and then maybe he also has the thermal vision yeah. Um, that seems like that would make a huge difference for him mm-hmm just being able to smoke something too, like smoke scares people a little bit, especially when we have a warden now. Right. Um. So putting smoke somewhere, um, it can be like a blue smoke or something else. Yeah, that's a good point. He would like synergize with warden a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, what if also he had something on his turret to deploy? So like, if if he could like pop a smoke on himself, 
Interesting. You know, like if his turret had like self-defense measures or something, um, or like if his turret had a built-in ADS, right? A Jaeger ADS. Okay, yeah. Or like, like obviously like a like a smaller version of that or something. Maybe it just like something that just like absorbs some. They frag could damage. really. They could bring in so many operators and be like. All the defenders understood Shanka's problem, so they all got together. Seriously. So Warden gave him the glasses on his shield. Jaeger put an ADS on his turret. Um, who else have we just talked about? Capital's uh, on the other team, but Capital could show, somehow show him how to use like bolts that shoot or yes. bolts that shoot smoke. Yes. Smoke put gas canisters. There you go. I mean, like he just needs some because like the the biggest problem right is that he's too he's stationary and it's so easy mm-hmm. to just frag him or to just like peek him and get a quick headshot or something um but that's also like what makes him so cool is he's got this giant gun right and it's stationary you could also yep. just like maybe give him more ammo was another thing we we talked about yeah um but just trying to fix that like i think you could literally just look at every defending operator and say okay imagine tachanka plus echo what does that look like and is that like something that makes any sense? And maybe that one doesn't, but like Tachanka no, plus idea. Jaeger, that makes sense, go. right? Um, Tachanka yeah. plus Bandit, Valkyrie. He can shoot electricity. Kaid. Yes, he can shoot Mozzie. He can shoot. Anyway, Tachanka plus someone that makes sense. I Ella. Ella makes sense. What if he had a flamethrower? Rook. What if you could shoot shoot Rook plates at people? Give them. <laughs> you know what he'd do? He'd be Doc. like. What if he had oh, stims? Oh, there you go. I was stims. thinking, I was, with the Rook thing, I was thinking, like, he'd make people peaceful towards him, so he'd be kind of like monks <laughs> in Age of Empire, and he'd just shoot, like, friendly Cupid darts. Yes. Anyway, those are a bunch of random ideas we have for maybe helping out Tachanka. I hope they do something soon, because I love Tachanka, to be honest. Like, outside of the memes and everything, I just love the idea. And, like, I'll yeah. use him in spots. Like, on certain objectives, I'll use him... Particularly when we're not like super concerned about winning, but like, yeah, um, you know, like on on bank in in the vault, I like to use him in the basement, just like in the very very back corner, back by the elevator with the hatch. I'll just put him back there because there's really only one way to get to me from there, right? With the, which is the elevator hatch, and nobody mm-hmm. ever comes down there. So it's like, and it's got a great sight line all the way down that hallway. Um, it's not as good on bomb because they can just plant in that back room when it's like right. biohazard or something, and they have to come farther in. Um, then that like it's kind of a cool spot to be. So speaking of them doing something soon, I was, so while we were talking about this, I was looking up the operator wind deltas and pick rates. Mm-hmm. Apparently the furthest back that these go is April 24th, 2018. Yeah. They so, don't go that far back. Yeah. Only a year ago, but ever since then for a, a year, he's been at the bottom left corner of pick rates in diamond and platinum. So sad. I, I want to see gold just, just because I want to see where he's at. But I would assume he's the same. He's always been in the bottom left corner, always won the least, always picked the least, never changed. Yeah. And so, and the only person that's ever beat him in that area is Clash. She's dropped, she dropped below him when she was introduced. But it's just sad. She's come up since she got her automatic uh, SMG, right? She has a little, but it's but still below. Yeah, she's still low. Still way low. Um,. Okay, but there are some spots, like I said, where I like to chalk it. So let's let's go through some of those. One is on plane. Like plane is just so like so tight that it's it's a good uh, map for Tachanka, and there's a lot of places you can put him where you can sort of be effective. Mm-hmm. The problem is glass. Like if they have a glass on their team, then it just ruins it 100. percent Yeah, but glass ruins a lot of things 100 percent if he's played right. Yeah, but specifically Tachanka. Also. <laughs> 
on our community play day, I ruined a lot of people's spawn peak attempts with class. And yes. it was really funny. They would get it's... so mad. Because <laughs> I was like, it's we're good. playing house, we're attacking the basement. And I'm like, I know, I 100% know they're going to pick garage and then somebody's going to be up in the bathroom window. And so I pick glass and I go, and the first thing I do is peek that window and just boom, headshot instantly. And just like, and then I think it was Wolverine and he hopped into our, our uh, voice channel and he's like, Fiasco, I hate you. And he like hops Ryan, back I actually hate you. <laughs> it was so funny. But I did that a few times on people because it's just like, I know these people are going to try to spawn pick me and I'm just going to shut it down. Uh, but yeah, like Glass ruins plane. I I love oh, yeah. Uh, what was that called? This magical uh, magic, siege is magical siege, siege magic magic siege is magic siege is magic. Right. I don't know. We're both looking at each other like that's not right, but I think it's rainbow right. is magic. Rainbow is magic. There we go. I loved in that event not having Glass. Like it made plane such a better map, and so mm-hmm. I just feel like they should remove Glass's shooting through plane windows. Yeah. They, they had it for a bit with a vigil shotgun when he first had it, and then they took yeah. that out. They should have also taken out Glass. Yeah. Have you seen that? Somebody posted a video on Reddit of like, so so I finally did this, and they like had gone onto plane and just like by themselves oh, and yeah, like yeah. shot out the whole like a square yeah. around the plane window to sh- like to break the window. Yeah. And then you can shoot through it. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. But so plane is good for Deshanka. Um, another spot I really like him is in Oregon on the dining hall and kitchen objective. So I just put him in the corner of the dining hall, like Tichanka. Mm-hmm, Tichanka. I think you said glass. No, I said Tichanka. I'm pretty sure. Okay, you may have said Tichanka. I was thinking about I'm glass. Pre- we'll check the tape. Uh, so like if you if you're attacking the dining hall and you walk into like the door that goes into dining hall from the outside, uh-huh. um, directly on your left, just that that corner next to the kitchen behind like the tables yeah the little okay. uh, yep. tables that are yep. put up yep, 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 yep. like barricades so like i'll put them right there the tables offer like pretty good cover and then of course he's got a shield and it's just like they're always trying to push into that door or through that uh office wall mm-hmm. and so as long as you have somebody covering the hallway so they're not just coming up and flanking you and you've got somebody in the kitchen behind you it's a pretty good spot to just like hold them down for a yeah. little while um so i like that spot for him um and then of course there's what we call the tachankira so that's combining mira and tachanka into a beautiful operator. Yes. So what you do is you put up a reinforcement, you put up a mirror window, you break the mirror window, and of course you have to you have to increase the sight lines. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know this about mirror already, when you put a mirror window on, there's like a lot of soft wall on the opposite side that's sort of blocking your vision. Mm-hmm. So if you go out to the opposite side, or if you do it before you put the reinforcement up, you can use your uh, shotgun to just like open a big hole and then it like really increases your vision on the mirror window. So that's like really crucial. Um, but anyway, so you, you do the mirror window, you break it and then you just put Tachanka right behind it. And he's like so well covered. It's like such a small area that you can actually do damage to him. Yep. And uh, it, it works really, really well if there's a good spot for it. Yep. And there's two of the spots that we have figured out that we use them. Uh, and so the bank one is in the basement, CCTV objective, you go in that like vault hallway with like the, the jail bar things and you just run on that wall behind the desks and CCTV that looks like right to where the door is. You put the mirror right there to Chanka sets up and they always push that door from the, the tunnel and everything. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get in from servers and that like, basic mirror window. That's always there. Yeah. That same, that mirror window is always there. You just break it and put Chanka there. And like Chris has gotten so many like three K's off of that. Yeah. Cause they just keep trying to push it. And how do you, people, I remember talking about this in the Discord, the Rainbow Six Siege Discord, and people are oh, that's so easy to break. Like, that's such a stupid play. 
It's like, hasn't happened. Yeah. Like, people Maybe have broken it, it, but after, like, at least I get one kill, and it's like, okay, well, then I'm off of it. Like, right. I'm not going to sit there anymore. Right. Is it, is, yeah. So then you got one kill. So great. And then, like, they're worried about it. Yeah. They have to worry about it the whole time. Yeah. So, and you just have somebody flank them while you're just, while they're focused on breaking this thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, it works really, really well. It does. Um, another spot that this works great is uh, on border on the teller's objective. So tellers is normally like a really hard objective to defend, mm-hmm. but this makes it great. So um, tellers has that like soda machine where there's the window right there. There's a wall that is the one that's always reinforced and they always breach it. And they always come and try to plant right there by the soda machine. Yep. So you just put Tachanka outside the door to tellers across the hall in the workshop. Mm-hmm. And so there's that perfect little like small soft door right there that you can reinforce, put the mirror window on, put Tachanka down. He's looking right out that window. I can't tell you how many times I get like an instant headshot just from somebody walks up and hits, does one melee on that window and I just shoot and I get the headshot yep. and like instantly we're up. Blackbeards too. Blackbeards will go to oh, that window yeah. all the time. Blackbeards love that window and they just get wrecked. Oh yeah. Like, oh, it's like those Tachanka bullets just slice through that Blackbeard shield and it's so satisfying. So, um, yeah, that's a really, really good spot. The trick there is that, like, you've got a lot of room behind you for people to flank you. Mm-hmm. So what we'll usually do is um, make sure to put reinforcements to my side so I'm not getting shot from there. And then we'll just close all the doors behind me so that I at least have some sound warning if they're going to come that way. Um, and then the other problem is that the ceiling is soft and people a lot of times will try to get me from the ceiling up there. But as long as you're careful and you know when to, like, when to retreat, then it's a pretty, pretty good spot for that and the thing with it too is it at least it gives people like a different objective where it's like okay instead of pushing objective let's go kill tachanka uh-huh and it it's just like, slows him down good. to 30 seconds yeah that waste a minute trying to kill tachanka that's he's sitting in workshop and, and, and uh, he sees one angle right yeah the objectives and tellers like come on and yeah they waste time doing that yeah um so yeah that's, that's really good so then there's two other spots i've been thinking that i haven't actually tried this yet but i would like to and i think it might really work um one is in chalet garage so there's that classic mirror window when you breach the garage doors just right in front of you mm-hmm. put tachanka right there make sure that your sides are reinforced as well so you don't get shot and man that seems awesome because they're just going to keep trying to to break it right people right. will Always. not give up on that chalet garage nope. and like i just think you could do so well the problem you're going to have is glass um what's nice about that though is like even when glass tries to beat you with smoke or whatever you're Tachanka. You just spray it down. And like, yeah. even if you just get one hit, that's like significant. Um, so I think that could be a good one. We should try that the next time we're there. Down to? Uh, Actually, the problem like is we're always, we're always doing Bandira, which is Bandit. And oh, that's a good point. Bandira so, is really good. Yeah. Yeah, because if we can stop that breach altogether, then that's great. But like, we should, it'd be cool to have Tachanka as the backup to that. Yes. Bandira. Tachanka. Bandira. Bandachankira. Anyway. Miranda Chica. <laughs> Bandiranka. Bandiranka, yes. We're going with Bandiranka. Okay, the other one that I think might work is... This one wouldn't Wait, work as that well. that you said? I remember we were playing the play day and we were talking about Tachankira and then you said, is Miranka what you said we should start yeah. calling it? Miranka. Okay, yeah. Bandiranka. Yeah. Uh, on House Garage, this one I don't think would Before be Before you like, continue, I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. Do you guys like that better? Do we do we keep Tachankira or do we start calling Miranka? Calling him Miranka. Yeah, what's better? Tashankira or Miranka? Okay. House you Garage. can continue. Yeah, good. This one I don't think is like as effective as the other ones, but I think it could be fun. Um, and you could do it in two spots, but just basically in the laundry room of um, of house basement, 
they're obviously going to break that garage. They always do. And so just set up the mirror window right there, kind of behind the boat. The problem is the boat's going to block your sight a little bit. So it'd be kind of hard, but there's always somebody posted back on like the police cars. So if you get the right um, angle, I think you might be able to at least get one, maybe two, just trying to push in there. Mm-hmm. Also, you could try it from the, uh, the work, not the workshop, the uh, exercise room objective uh, with more of like, maybe you have an angle on the garage okay, door yeah. and you have the little garage door that you can see also. Yeah. The problem there is you've got the lawn, uh, the mud room behind room, you. And that's scary. And that's, yeah. That's and then really softball scary. above you, trap door, dining room. Yeah. So, so that'd be hard. But, but I think it'd be fun to try in that, um, in the laundry room. Um, the thing you got to remember about Tachanka too is like, you don't have to be on the turret. Like, just mm-hmm. putting the turret down is already something that they're starting to worry about. Right. Take a few pot shots and then, like, hop off. Yeah. And if you get one kill, like, good. You got one kill. Like, right. now you're five on four. And now you're just a You don't even have to get on it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm Tachanka. I'm on the turret, like, the whole time. Like, no. Right. You're Tachanka. You get a kill on the turret, and then you get off because you don't need mm-hmm. to be on it anymore. Mm-hmm. And now it's not a good idea to be on it. Right. Also, with Tachanka, you always have to be really careful to not set up the turret in such a way that it could be used against your team. Yes. Because, oh, that's my favorite thing to do, is hopping on the Tachanka so turret as, a, as an attacker. Or when you get the kit down, and you can get on the Tachanka turret and defend it. Yes. It's so fun. <laughs> it's funny. Because they're never expecting it. <laughs> no. It's so great. Okay, that's all I think I have to say about Tachanka. I love him. I wish that he was better, and I hope they can And what if he soon. was a two-speed, too? Like, what if they made him lighter? Yeah, I, like, I think he needs armor. I guess the armor. Speed, yeah, you need the armor. Um, but the armor doesn't make that much of a difference, so maybe it doesn't matter. What if his head I don't know, was bulletproof 100%? Yeah, I was thinking, like, he has this helmet on. What if that no. thing blocked up one bullet? <laughs> no. Made him go DBNO instead. Okay, who do you got for us? This one this rhymes with Nibbana. <laughs> okay, who's that? Havana. Oh, yeah, I was thinking it was Jackal. Well, Ryan doesn't know how rhymes work, and he's an idiot, so hopefully you guys didn't think the same thing. But we're talking about Habana today for the attacking operator spotlight. As my friend would say, time to ring some ears. So start off, if you don't know anything about Habana, which is probably very unlikely, she basically sits, shoots six pellets at a wall that's a hard breach thing it takes like five seconds to go off they blow up on the wall and then you have a hard breached wall yeah from a Um, distance from a distance which is really fun she actually has so recently as six months ago i think this is in the sixth invitation that they announced this the pro league teams almost all of them have like one operator that they have like a special outfit for and like a special yeah um skin and everything so FaZe Clan is Habana's uniform. Mm-hmm. They got Habana, and it actually is a really cool How were those skin. assigned? Do you have any idea? Did they well, choose or something? I have no idea. I don't know how that was assigned. I don't know if it was random. I don't know who did. I don't know if the team designed it or if it was Ubisoft that designed it. No idea. No, not a clue. Cool. Um, but the Type 89 has a weapon skin from the FaZe Clan that's actually really cool, along with the uniform is cool. The like Everything that it comes with it is actually cool, and I would say it's probably the coolest habana like set that you can get the elite skin is not that cool for habana yeah it, it's just not and i haven't seen very many is people this one using with the it bow, right yeah i think it's pretty cool it's okay but i don't think it's it's no uh legion elite yeah the legion elite is really cool legion elite's sick uh, I, so like 
I guess the first thing I'd say is like there aren't a ton of elites that I like really really love. Uh, than legions. Um. Yeah, but but I think Hibana's is a good one. I think it's okay, but it's not cool enough for me to buy. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a Hibana main, but I wouldn't buy it. Also, we never talked about Bandit's Elite. Do you like it or no? Um, I don't, but it's fine. I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> I think it's so bad. Anyway, back to Habana. Um, there is a skin on the Type 89 uh, Assault Rifle that she has, and it's called the Ka, K-A. It, it's, it's cool. It's like a cherry wood skin, and then it has like gold accents on like the stock and the handle and the barrel. Cool. It's a really cool looking skin. Um, but anyway, that's, that's her uniform, her cosmetics. The type 89 and the bearing nine are usually the most used like guns for her primary weapon type 89. It has like 21 bullets in it, 40 damage, 855. It shoots really fast. So it goes through the bullets pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. It's not super hard to control. Um, and then our secondary, instead of a, using the pistol, which I don't know what it's called. Most people use the bearing nine, which is like an SMG mm-hmm. pistol. Fire rate 1100 damage is 33, but it is extremely difficult to control that thing. Like, yeah. if you don't have a compensator on it, that's a problem because you should have a compensator on it. Yeah, it's rough. It's hard. The good thing is it goes straight up and down pretty much. Like, there's not much sideways going on. So, you, mm-hmm. if you can pull your mouse down, if you're on PC, that helps a ton to help yeah. it be, you know, on target. Right. But from a distance, unless you hit the first shot, it's hard. It's just over. Bearing nine, it's a good. SMG, good secondary SMG, but it's hard. Yeah, to I, I, I like that it has so much recoil because that makes it like reasonable as a mm-hmm. secondary SMG, right? Like it started to become a problem when they started introducing all these like secondary weapons that were like, oh, this is just a shotgun or this is just an SMG, as opposed to all the additional operators that just have regular pistols. Yeah, I guess there was the SMG 11. Yeah, but yeah, I think it, that's good when they do that. There's the SMG 11 with ACOG. Yeah, that was the best. If you guys were in there for that, you really missed out. It was funny. It was very fun. Um, she has a supernova shotgun as another one of her primaries. It sucks. Yeah. Just so then there's no reason to use it, so don't. And then her gadgets are stuns and breaches. Uh, back on her weapons, I really hate that her assault rifle only has twenty rounds. Yeah. That like they, I can't tell you how many times that like screws me as yeah. to, as a uh, Hibana. It's so little, but it the gun is so good though. It's such a good gun. It is good. It's a really good gun, but the that round screw you yeah all the time it's it holds nothing which is another gr- good reason to give her a good secondary weapon right true um i always pick stun set of breaches because you already basically have a breach charge with you with the pellets it's not the same as an actual yeah. breach charge but it still breaches trap doors and stuff that's interesting because i still prefer breach charges really over stuns i just don't use stuns ever so like i've been using them with her for sure and is it helpful yeah i would say i've stunned some people and gotten the kill after the stun well yeah so it's nice. Wow, you're amazing. You can use them to blow like ADSs and stuff too. That's true. You can blind the bandit trying to do the bandera trick. Hmm. Yeah, good call. Um. Okay. So I would say the goal with Habana, and I, I say this with a lot of the operators that I do spotlights on, but blow up something. Like if you die before you blew something up, like come on, please. Yeah. Like don't get yourself killed as Habana. Don't try to do some peek with Habana or try to get some cheeky kill, blow something up first mm-hmm. and then go get the cheeky kill. Yeah. Um, especially if your team, I, I honestly hate though when I'm Habana, my team doesn't pick a thermite. Cause I'm like, okay, well now I have on, to like hit the garage door. Right? Yeah. On some objectives you can get away with it. But like if it's a garage objective, 
you should bring a thermite, even if there's a right. Ivana. Right. Because it's like, I can open up a two thing wall. I don't really want to use all three of them. I'm hoping up a three, like, tall. Full height, tall. Yeah. Whole. Yeah. Because then they're all gone. And it's like, we could have just had thermite do one and it would have right. blown up a bigger hole. Right. So I honestly hate when there's no thermite on garage objectives like that because I have to use them all for that and I can't use them for anything else. Uh-huh. But make sure you blow something up and then think about what you're going to blow up. So my favorite ones so far that I, two that I have been blowing up recently, Villa, when people pick the aviator room, which they always do all the time, it's the first one I ever picked. If you're Habana, you can go to the window that like is in the hallway and it, if you look into the window, you can see like the vault reinforced yep, wall. Yep, yep. You can hit that, and that screws them over. You just catch people on rotation. Yeah, yeah, because that everybody uses the vault for rotation. Yeah, like all the time. Or you catch a maestro sitting in there in the command center, which is what we call it because yeah. that's what it is. You catch a maestro in there that's not paying attention, and you just t- take his head off. Yeah, but it's something for them to start worrying about, even if you're not on the window watching them. But just blowing that up makes them worry about rotating there. Mm-hmm. So it's something you can do. And then the and what, other- I, what I love about Hibana, like is that you can open these holes that they can't run through, mm-hmm. right? So you can do the same thing with Thermite, but then the problem is now they have also can use that as a rotation against you. Yep. Whereas with Hibana, I mean, obviously they can use it to peek against you, but right. you, you can like, you're not giving them more mobility. You're just giving yourself a new hole to shoot them from. Yeah. And it's, it's bad as attackers when you have these random reinforced walls that have holes in them all of a sudden. Yes. It's like, freak. Like, what, what do we do? Um, another one that I have loved doing is playing Chalet when we do have a um, thermite, I originally thought, like, I'm going to go to the back garage wall and just put, like, one hole there and try to screw them over. But there's three trap doors that go down in the basement yeah. that are almost never blown. Mm-hmm. Like, it's honestly kind of rare that people go to the trap doors in the basement. But there's one that's right over that small room that's in between the garage and the, like, winery. Yeah. You hit that one. There's one that's over the garage that's in the bar on the first floor. You can hit that one. And there's one in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. They can hit that goes over the other the winery objective. Yep. And if you hit all three of those, they're like anywhere where they are. There's a trap door looking down on them. Now they're worried about a trap door. Right. And it screws them over. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard. And even if they're reinforced, ever, it doesn't matter. Have you ever breached those all simultaneously? Yeah. Like where you put you put the things down, and you blow them all, and at then once? blow them up some. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. It's fun. And then you just go on one and hope that that's the place you can see somebody from. Yeah. I actually just went down blue hall when I did it. I hit oh. them all at the same time. And then went down blue smart, hall. Cause smart. they now all of them are looking up at like, uh, yeah. <laughs> crap. Yeah. But I was doing that one time during the play day. I hit the bar one. And then I hit the one in like the great room is what it's called. That goes over the yeah. little closet room in between the two. Uh-huh. And I was doing the one in the kitchen. I started to look down that and Ryan was Cavera and I knew they had a Cavera on the other team. And I was like, I'm so confused because Guevara's not here yet. And I know it's going to be a problem. And I was like, I, maybe she's just not rotating. Maybe she's stuck in an objective or something. And so finally, like, okay, I'm just going to look down the trap door. As soon as I do, of course, here comes Ryan around the corner shooting me with Guevara. I'm like, you got to be kidding. I don't remember this. This was in the great room? Uh, no, it was in uh, dining room, kitchen. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, and you got an interrogation. I was like, guys, stupid. I was, I was telling everybody, like, watch out for Habana. They still have Habana alive. She's going to no, be somewhere. I think, I th- uh, Kavera, you mean? Yeah, sorry. I think what happened was I was up there with you and I heard you and like I went out to find you and I couldn't find you and I thought that like you were hunting me and so like I got scared interesting and I went and I jumped down uh down one of the hatches into the garage and like I I kind of snuck my way back and nobody was was there so then I just came back up the back stairs okay and found you because I knew somebody was up there but I thought they were like had the drop on me so because I I was watching I was waiting for you to come in like through kitchen for like a while before I because I was like I'm hitting this trapdoor there's no way Kavira is not trying to come around yeah 
And I was like, she's probably upstairs just waiting to come down. So I'm watching that door and then finally I'm like, okay, maybe she's stuck in objective. Like she could be fighting someone. Yeah. I just so I turned around, you by being scared. <laughs> right there. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like freaking Cavera, dude. That's funny. Like Dan Cavera. Always Dan Cavera. Always. It's so annoying. Anyway. And that... Jackal. I'm gonna start banning Jackal. Oh my gosh. Those two. Um, anyway, that objective is a really good one to do for Habana, just hitting those three trap doors. Um, yeah. And then Cafe, and I'm I'm not sure how this changes on the new one because I haven't, I can't even think about the area right now. But on Old Cafe, if you go down, so if they're playing the bakery objective, which it doesn't happen very often, but if they're forced to, if you go down the stairs, there's the kitchen wall that's all reinforced and also never gets breached. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen because you, you plant so dangerous. the door. Yeah. So you breach it with Havana, all of a sudden kitchen has a hole in it that they're right. always in kitchen. Yeah. So like that just gives them something to be worried about. And I'm not sure how that works in the new one. But basically, as a bonnet, you can think of like some reinforced, weird reinforced wall that never gets hit. And you can hit it as a because you're safe to do it. Right. And then another thing that you can do as a bonnet is use the the pellets as like a, a um, distraction. Yeah. Mm. So I was playing border and I was playing with. I was playing with a couple of people. I think the Golden Maniac and then QT to Frank. I was playing both of them. And we were pushing Tellers was the objective. We were pushing Tellers. Oh, we were playing the new uh, Ranked playlist, which is a thing, by the way, that we didn't mention before. That's ranked true. Reborn. Ranked, true. There's a Ranked Reborn playlist right now that shows the new Ranked in Siege, which is it's I amazing. Was, I was like, it's, it's the same uh, maps, right? They're going to be in... No, wait, what maps is it? It's just all the maps. All the maps, okay. Yeah, so I was like a little upset about that, actually. Because I was like, wait, so this is just the new ranked rules yeah. that are going to be the main ranked yeah. game it's just the new, season. Like, that yeah. seems like a, a super huge waste of an event. Yeah, they, they've like, been, the last two events have been kind of, oh, the other one was April Fool's, huh? The April Fool's event. Yeah, so that there was, was Rainbow's cool. Magic and there was Road to SI, right? And so those were both, oh, like, yeah. super cool. And then we get this one, it's like, this seems like you guys phoned this in. Like, yeah, because they, they, they have, nothing's changed. Right. Like, it's just going to be a change that's going to come to the game anyway. Right. Like, we were promised an event every season, and I do not feel like this is an event. No. Anyway, it's there, so it's something fun to play. The cool thing is, is it's casual right now, technically. I mean, it's ranked rules, but it's casual in the fact it doesn't change your rank, and it's yeah. you can leave whenever you want if you need to. So it's nice to have, like, a casual way to play ranked. Anyway, we're playing that. We're playing uh, Border, and they picked Tellers, and so obviously I I used two pellets to hit the that main reinforced wall. And then I hit another so it was a kite he was in the corner like by the other soda machine on the other side of the room you kind of know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. you have like the two windows that are like have glass he's like kind of on the side of that hiding in the corner and so i shot habana pellets to the right of those windows it's a reinforced reinforced wall and i hit him and he starts shooting at him i just ran right inside <laughs> and waited for him to finish shooting at him and i killed him because nice. he's reloading now and i was like yeah i knew you were gonna do that i have a video of it on my youtube channel called habana distraction i think but it's pretty good because it's like I planned it out and I was like, you know what? This guy's going to shoot the Habana pellets because he he has a problem from people sh- shooting him on that side anyway. Yeah. So he starts shooting those and I just come around the corner and shoot him for doing it. Awesome. Like, yeah, dummy. Let me let me stop that. Awesome. Um, Basically, protest for Habana, shoot something, please, and blow it up and then use it as a distraction. Yeah. Because you can catch people or you can find out if someone's in somewhere if you just breach some random thing that you think they might be because mm-hmm. they're going to start shooting at them because they're going to think that you're going to use it against them. Right. So. It's also such a great distraction because it lasts so long. It's like seven and a half seconds or something like that. So it's, like, it's like five. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah. I thought Thermo was five. 
No, because Cade can no, break Thermite's it. No, Thermite's to like plant it and blow it. It's yeah, like just over five. And Cade's um, thing can kill them before they're yeah. done. Um, but yeah, it just it lasts for so so long mm-hmm. that it can really keep people occupied for a while. Yeah. Anything else? That's all I have for Habana. All right. So we are getting long here, but we are going to hop into your listener questions because I know you guys love that segment. Um, There's a lot of them. Yeah, there are. So if you have listener questions, you know already there are some places you can answer those. Or sorry, you can ask those. Um, those are on our Twitter, at R6Unrenowned. Um, follow us there for random siege thoughts throughout the week as well. Um, and you can also ask them on our Discord server, which we hope you'll join if you haven't already because it's super fun. It's a great way to hook up to play games together with lots of people, um, especially after the play days. I feel like after the play days, people kind of know each other now, so they'll go and play together, and people have a lot of fun. Uh, so you can find the link to that discord server on our Twitter account or in the show notes. Um, also, if you want to follow each of us, I am Rye guy with a W on YouTube and Twitch. And I am just slow with three O's on the same two platforms. Yeah. Um, I've actually been working on cleaning up my Twitter, my, uh, YouTube channel a little bit. So like I've reformatted my whole front page. Like I have like good highlighted videos on the front now. So it's like a, it's a better, uh, I don't know. It's better. You should go check it out if you haven't already. Right, guy. Okay. Navy Vaksha asks, what if Sledge could break a reinforced wall, but it takes three to four hits? Please ask on podcast. We are asking on podcast. I think no, because he is just a soft breacher, and I think that would be a little overpowered if he could break reinforced wall, even if it took four hits. Because um, it's not like you can attack him doing that. Like, if he's outside the garage, he can just hit it right. four times. Right? Yeah. And you can't stop that with Bandera or anything of the sorts. So. Yeah. I Yeah, I don't think... It just feels weird to have a sledgehammer breaking a reinforcement, mm-hmm. for one thing. Um, and I just think sledge is perfectly balanced where he is, so I don't think we need to be messing with that kind of stuff. Agreed. And we already have some great hard breachers, so it's just not a problem. Yep. I would like the idea of him taking two hits to break a castle barricade. Yes. So and one hit does like a kind of a little bit of a hole that you could see through and shoot through, mm-hmm. and the second hit breaks it down. That question is coming. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, Konehon11, who is our friend Camden that we've uh, mentioned several times and was on the podcast once to talk about Pro League. He said, question for you guys. Do you think there is any place in Siege for classic character operators such as John Clark, Domingo Chavez, or Julio Vega? Deep cut. These are characters from the Rainbow Six team in the novel written by Tom Clancy. Or do you think that the lore is too far removed from the original book? Uh, I think it would be a good, like... Uh, callback or like reference point for the people who are like big fans of Tom Clancy, you know, and I think those people exist uh, mm. within the siege community. So like, I think it'd be cool and I don't think anybody would have a problem with it. No, right? definitely no problem. Um, So I say go for it. I mean, do, do those guys, I don't know, but do those guys have any like unique traits that you would say like, Oh, this would be his gadget. I do not know either. Yeah. I don't think so. I think they're just like names of operators that are characters in the book, but but it seems like you could do that. Yeah, you definitely could. There's definitely, like, I think a lot of people wouldn't know who they are, mm-hmm. for sure, because Siege lore has moved way far away from the original book. Right. But I think you could definitely add them in. Yeah, I say go for it. Even if they're just, like, referenced in, like, one of these, like, short videos that they do or whatever. Yeah, sure. Like, that'd be really cool. I think you could make them an operator. It could be a... It would have to be some with a mechanical gadget, I think. Mm-hmm. But some basic, like, it would have been great if one of them had the sledgehammer, one of them was sledge. Yeah. Like, that would have worked awesome. I sort of get the feeling that, like, Rainbow Six's Siege's uh, 
uh, like time frame or whatever time period is like in the future as compared to the original books. Yeah. Um, just, I don't know, just the way that like six is like the six character, how he like replaced the old six and everything. I just, I feel like they're saying like we've moved forward in the timeline at this point. So maybe that's why that's like they haven't done any of that. Good point. Hey, it's Mythic asked. I guess this belongs in the section. So a friend and I were playing a casual while we were waiting for another friend to get on. Majority of the time I play roamers because I'm decently good at killing time and get the quick one or two kills to get a quick leg up. It was, uh, we were tied to two. Uh, so basically his friend got on, they were getting ready to leave and they said, Hey, let's just be dumb and go do some runouts real quick and, and rush them and spawn and just to like hurry along. So, uh, he goes and does his run out, wipes three enemies that were completely off guard. And then he got a message that said, go play ranked if you're going to do that crap. So I guess the question overall here is, is it bad or toxic to do runouts and those kinds of things in a casual match? I will say there is a certain toxicity involved in runouts. Yeah, yes and no. I mean, it's part of the game, right? But mainly just because most of the time, the spawn peaks and the runouts that happen in casual are the super cheeky runouts that platinums do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most of the time they're platinums that do it in casual, and it's because they can get away with it because most of the people they're playing against don't know the runout or they don't and know that exists, and they're just not expecting fight. it, right? Right. Because usually we're playing ranked and we're playing against people that aren't dumb enough to do something like that, and so it's toxic because of that. Because it's like if this was ranked, you wouldn't have gotten away with that if I was trying harder and not yeah. just playing casual. But it it does it like it's a little bit try hard and like, but at the same time, like it's part of the game. Yeah, and like it's part of the game. Like you can't really get mad at it, but it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. It is frustrating, like, and like whether or not it's it's too tryhard or too sweaty or whatever. It's just like, it's still frustrating, yeah, just to be killed and have to wait four minutes to play again. Yeah, and runouts don't bug me as much as spawn peeking does. The spawn peeking is what really is the most toxic thing you can do, I think, in siege. That's part of the game because it's it's so stupid. It sucks. It's frustrating. Like runouts make sense. Runouts like I'm running out of the consulate door on yellow stairs to get the people repelling on. The well, he's talking about like beginning of round runouts. Yeah, those suck. Yeah. Um, but no, I wouldn't like fault you for it. No, it's whatever. Next question is from the Big Laws. He says Wild Castle is great in the right hands with the rising amount of ops that can go through them and the recent buff to breach charges. Do you think he needs a small gadget buff? One, I think that makes sense to make his bulletproof barriers being able to take a few hits from Sledgehammer. There um, he definitely needs a small gadget buff for sure. He needs a big gadget buff. Um, he's needed it for a long time, but yes, I think it should take more hits from a sledgehammer for sure. Yeah, like we just said. Um, and what if Ash, Ash charges did the same thing? What if it wasn't immediate breaking? What if it took two? I don't think you Is can do too it with much? explosives, just because number one, they're limited. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, it just like I feel like it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we've talked a billion times about how to fix castle, different ways you can fix castle. Put him on attack. Put him on attack. It would be so. Oh weird. please. Um, but. Yeah, I think two hits with the sledgehammer. The 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 weird thing about it is that the sledgehammer it basically has limitless um, uses. Pretty much. Right? Like I think it's like 25 or something, mm-hmm. which is essentially limitless. So it doesn't actually like stop them at all to have to take two swings with the hedge, sledgehammer. What it does right. do is it gives you a little bit of warning that he's coming, um, and it just takes a little bit more time. Um, and then if we do it the way I said, where the first hit just kind of opens a hole that you can see through, well, now, like, this for the second hit, he's really risking getting headshotted yeah. when he's trying to do that. Um, so I do think that would be a really good, just, like, really tiny change uh, that would benefit 
castle a lot. Agreed. Especially since that's the main um, way to get through it, right? If you if you do the jammers on the castle doors, then really the best way to get through it is with the sledge. Sledge, yeah. Means if you and Ash also wreck it, but right, or if you have a Thatcher or whatever. I mean, there's a million ways yeah. to get through. It. That's the that's the biggest problem. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next question, Zizi Huzar says, "I started playing R6 in December. My older sister, who's a huge fan of the game before I was, got me the game for Christmas. I feel in love with it, with playing the game, learning from different YouTubers, and listening to podcasts." Uh, well, thank you for listening to ours. We appreciate that. I found the community so much less toxic than other games. Well, this is directly in contrast to what we heard last week. Yep. My friend pointed out to me that Fortnite and other games along that playstyle are so much worse with the toxicity. He also mentioned that these games are like babysitters for other games. I found that hilarious and wonder once these games fade out, do you two think that Siege and other games in the future are going to become so much more toxic? Personally, I hope they never fade out just so they keep up with the babysitting role they have in the gaming communities. Okay, I think, yes, definitely Fortnite and CSGO is now free to play. They are definitely taking a good majority of very toxic people that don't have to spend money on a game and can go be toxic somewhere else Yeah, from Siege. Because Siege is now cheap. Siege is 20 bucks without the sale. Right now, it's 10 bucks. So they're going to get a lot of people to buy Siege that are doing the free-to-play weekend right now, and then they're going to buy it. So it is great that we have these other games that are taking these toxic people out. The biggest problem is just that it's so easy to troll in Siege, and because of that, it's something that people want to buy to troll in mm-hmm. because it's so easy. But I hope these babysitters don't fade out. I think that's a good way to put them. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Fortnite's going anywhere anytime soon. So I don't think no. we have to worry about that. Oh, uh, it does, because it sucks. I mean, I think the best point that was made there was that, like, a lot of other games are more toxic, or at least yeah. as toxic as Siege. Like, I don't think yeah. it's really that bad in Siege, any more so than just, like, online gaming is. Yeah. So. Moving on to another question from Super Kamikioso. He says, what are your thoughts on giving the lesser played operators some X, extra XP or renown? Basically, his question is it would make people play some lesser played operators more often and give incentive to those operators by giving you more XP or renown. I think, yes, it's a good idea, but at the same time, you don't want people unranked picking certain operators to get more renown or more experience by playing them. Yeah. But I, I do think there's nothing wrong with challenges that are like castle barricades or something mm-hmm. like or blow up I don't, I don't know something to do with certain operators that can make you pick those operators and maybe only have the challenges available in casual play like don't have ranked play be your own challenges yeah i i just don't think that like i think pick rate is only a problem in that it shows that the operator is not as fun to play or as interesting to people mm-hmm. and like doing like some artificial thing like adding xp to the operator doesn't actually fix the the reason that low pick rate is a problem. Yeah. Right. Low pick rate isn't a problem in and of itself. It's a problem because it shows that there's a, a deeper problem. Right. So True. like I, for that reason, I think like, eh, like what's the point? Yeah. What would I, be cool is you would start to see a bigger diverse pool. Um, like not so much like for your team. Cause that doesn't really seem to matter as much, but like for the enemy team, it'd be just more fun to like see Fink a little more often, you know, yeah. or whatever, see clash a little more often. Yeah, he, he says it could give, like, better feedback and more ideas of how to change these operators. That's true. Which could. Yeah. Uh, it, it, maybe it'd be cool to just do, like, a an operator spotlight once a week where, like, hey, this is our operator of the week, right? And so if you use Clash this week, you'll get something or whatever. Yeah. So I guess I'm agreeing. I'm not sure. <laughs> Moving on. 
TL Bear asked, with the changes to the Pro League map pool, what would be your preferred seven Pro League maps? So what are, in your eyes, the most competitive maps? I think the current Pro League pool is the best. They, so they removed, they removed Oregon and added... Um, new Cafe. New Cafe. CF Cafe, Bank, Consulate, Clubhouse, Villa... Border. Border and Coastline. Yeah. So you have those seven. I think those are the, mo- the seven most balanced maps. Yeah, those are great maps. 100%. I wouldn't change them. So in our eyes, I, I would sub Villa for Outback. Maybe so. I think once, once I've learned Outback even a little more, I would do so. But I think Villa is very balanced. And I think it's good. Yeah, I, Villa probably is balanced. I just think I just don't like it as much as uh, Outback. Outback. But yeah, that's a good pool. I, I would enjoy playing that pool myself, to be honest. It would be great if they just had a playlist where you could just play those maps. Yeah. But Speaking that would which, be boring. Okay. So we started playing um, CSGO a little bit, just for funsies. And like you can choose what maps you want to play in ranked. Mm-hmm. It's not a problem. Like no. This is a much bigger game than Siege, and that has been a big game for a long time and is recognized as one of the most competitive games. Mm-hmm. And in the ranked playlist, you can choose, I want to play this, this, and this. Yep, you can select whatever maps you want out of the, there's seven current active duty map pool that are in the competitive playlist. Mm-hmm. So you can select the ones you want and then you can press matchmake. Yeah. And it finds you match. And if you're like, if you play CSGO a lot and you think this is a problem, tell us why. Because I saw that and I said, yep. okay, so what the F? Like, why can't Siege do this? <laughs> it's, the thing is not a problem. And, Siege is behind CSGO, but maybe 100,000 players in, on Steam charts. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little more, but that does not include the players that are playing launching from Uplay, which is a significant amount, I think. Sure. So, And CSGO is only on Steam. Mm-hmm. So Siege can do this. Yeah. Siege should do this. Liquid Snake asked, not sure if this has been asked yet. He's around episode 18, but what about an operator that can pick up another operator's gadget or weapon? So in episode 6, I believe it was, we talked about our operator like yeah did we say this one we like i feel like we, we definitely we've mentioned, mentioned this it. before but we've mentioned an operator where we think it would be way cool if they could go and they could like pick up the other operator's gadget uh-huh. and the problem that we had with this is certain gadgets just wouldn't work at all like montaine's gadget how are you going to use that iq's gadget how are you going to use that yeah on the opposing team it just doesn't montaine's maybe works but there were some that we were like that just wouldn't work yeah bandit and it, what yeah. good? I guess it, is this a defender or an attacker? You know, and that yeah, but sort of helps you figure it out. But anyway, yes, we do think it would be cool. But there's problems with certain gadgets. That basically, you want to be able a to Kirby use. operator. Yeah, it's Kirby. It just sucks up people's powers. <laughs> Square Bodies Rock asked, "Do you guys have any tips for a player transferring from Xbox to PC in the next couple of weeks?" I mean, it's the same game. Like the the biggest difference is gonna just gonna be aiming. Mm-hmm getting good with mouse aiming, which is so natural. I think anybody can be just as good at that, if not better than they can on a controller. Yeah. Buzzard Man just mentions do a bunch of T-hunts to learn not to drag your aim, which I think is a great idea. Just go into Terrace Hunt first and play a couple to get used to the controls and stuff. Yeah. Figure out where you want your controls to be. Don't stick with the default controls because some of them are in really bad places. Yeah. So change them up to how you feel like where they should be and then play some T-hunts to get used to them and then go into casual matches. Yeah, one, one big tip I would give is, like, get a decent gaming mouse, right? Oh, and yeah. You don't have to spend a lot on it. Like, you can get, like, I actually saw my Logitech gaming mouse that I have. It's the G402, I think, 502, maybe. But anyway, I think they're, like, discontinuing it or something, so it's, like, 20 bucks right now. Yeah, the G300S is also, like, $25 or $30. Yeah, so you can get a decent gaming and mouse for pretty cheap. It's, it's all you need. 
and like you should get one because it has like extra buttons on it that like you can map to good things so like i'll yep. have my uh primary gadget my secondary gadget mapped to my mouse buttons and mm. then like i think a spot and i have scan also mapped okay. to extra mouse buttons so it just helps to have things like more in reach and then to be able to use your keyboard like consolidate your keyboard to just the other keys that you need right there right yep so and that's probably the biggest tip i would give really yeah Big Baja Cream had a question about an IC Cat video with a house rework concept. And uh, just because this episode's getting really long, we'll come back to that next week and do a little bit of a segment on it. It is very good, though. I recommend everybody watch this video. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll share that in the Discord if you want to check it out before, ahead of time so you can hear our thoughts on, on it afterward. That's your homework, guys. Yeah. Ranger Havney says he's running level 55 on console and still feels like he has an extremely difficult time playing and being confident controlling guns and such. He wants to know if it takes less levels to be better on PC. Um, I think the biggest problem with being on console trying to play Siege is you are in one of the only console FPS that does not have aim assist. Right. And that's, it's weird and it's hard and it's it's silly that it doesn't have it. I don't understand it and I, I won't ever get it because it hurts players so much more when they're playing against other people that have keyboard and mouse on console. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I mean, if the, like, I assume the keyboard and mouse thing isn't a problem. And then it makes sense. Right? Everybody has it, yeah. Right. But it's um, still just so much harder to aim in that oh, game. It's, it's so much harder than like Halo or whatever. Yeah. And uh, it gives this different like learning curve that I think it makes people mad. And so they stop playing because they don't want to play anymore. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. It's, I still think it's silly that it's not there. That's definitely one of the reasons why I feel like Siege is a PC game. Mm-hmm. And like console is sort of an afterthought. Yeah. Which maybe is not really true because I'm sure they have way more console players than PC. Probably. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's, that's just how it is. Yeah. Sorry. I, if you can switch to PC, I would recommend it. Yeah. But it's hard to do because the PCs are expensive. They are. Steel Switch wants to know, should Warden be the first or only defender with smokes at his disposal? This would definitely make his ability more useful and a strong pick. Yeah, so that's the thing that I feel with Warden is, like, his gadget is entirely dependent on what the enemy team is doing Mm -hmm. and we are at a point where there's a lot of flashbangs on the enemy team and there's a lot of smoke grenades and so and like smoke is a major part of the strategy of higher level play right so like maybe it'll be useful but i can't think of anybody else where like their gadget depends entirely on the other team doing specific stuff or else it's useless right i think he should definitely have a smoke i think it'd be way cool if attackers could use smokes like that yeah. Um, C Butters ninety five was in my stream the other day, and they were asking like, "Is there like, what if an operator had a gadget that was like some special smoke grenade or something? And, like that would be interesting. Like, what if?" And I was talking to them about it for like a little bit, and I was like, "It have there'd have to be something to it because you don't just want someone to have like smokes all of a sudden. Like it's just a secondary gadget." Yeah. But what if it was like something that you could like, or like a drone even that you could drive somewhere and then you could start deploying smoke from it, and then you can move it somewhere else and start deploying smoke from it from somewhere else. That'd like you cool. could specifically target areas and put smoke in certain areas and just spray smoke out of it. Mm-hmm. Or just if you're pissed off, just go to you know, Caveira and just follow her around with it and just start spraying smoke around her. So you yeah. leave a smoke trail. Yeah. Or like smoke traps, you know, where like you set up a little thing with like a tripwire that's hard to see or whatever, just like maybe motion senses or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when somebody comes through, just psh, like all the smoke just yeah. sprays out. And they smoke. can't really see where they are. Interesting. That'd be fun. That'd be cool. Yes, I think it'd be cool if Warden had some sort of smoke. Actually, that'd be really cool. 
a little smoke trap because then like yeah. you do it in like a hallway that you know people are going to come through it's like an alert to you that somebody's there they are surrounded in smoke and now have a hard time getting out and then you combine that with a warden you know and like you could really do some damage with that kind of stuff for sure warden and a Kavira get some interrogations out of it with yeah with the warden doesn't kill him the person with the smoke gadget chops him is that what you're saying with the gadget too right yeah yeah all three of them that'd be cool anyway yeah so that was a bit of a longer show guys so thank you to those of you who stuck around to the end um don't forget if you like the show we would really appreciate like some itunes reviews preferably five stars uh that would be really helpful to us and uh share it with your friends that's even better just make sure that everybody that you know knows that you listen to the unrenowned podcast yeah and then make sure they know that we do play days that are really fun yeah and then make sure uh, that they all tell ubisoft we need more options and custom matches yeah also, we do a Tuesday Night Siege most weeks, so uh, if you want to join in and play, like hop on the Discord server, and we would love to play with you. Or if you can't do that, then uh, join us on our Twitch channels. Yeah. Come watch us play and have a good old time. I'm just slow with three L's. And you can, there's a role on the Discord that you can do where you can get alerted when we're streaming. Yes. Yeah. That's true. Okay, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We will catch you next Wednesday with a new episode. Just goodbye. Goodbye.